stop looking for the hope of the world in a political party or in a policy. And let's be followers of Jesus and represent his kingdom. He is the hope of the world in every single issue. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Loving God, Loving People podcast. I'm Robert sitting here with Chad. And today we're going to kind of take a a left turn conversation here. We've been talking through the series on church people are the worst. What does it mean to be a follower of Jesus, a disciple? That's the language that you see actually used in scripture. Um, And and so I want us to have a conversation, just a real open, honest conversation. Right now, culturally, um, there's a lot going on in society. There's been, just in in recent days, um, there's the George Floyd case. uh, They just had, the the jury finally came to a conclusion on that. Uh, There's been some unrest and over some other uh, police shootings. There's been uh, hate crimes against uh, Asians, all of that's been going on in our culture. And I know, Chad, you personally, you get a ton of pressure on like, what are you going to say about this? You need to make a statement on this. You need to say something from stage, all of that. Uh, talk through just kind of what your journey has been. And then let's let's get into some specifics on what is your response to these things going on in society? Because I think culture is looking going, what's the church going to do? Yeah. What's the church going to say? Uh, how how is the church going to react? And I know this is very loaded because the church is all of us. Yet, yet you kind of represent our our specific community of church at Sun Valley. So, um, what, what's kind of been your journey through all this? And what are your statements? What do you say? You're, you're trying to get me in trouble. Today, yeah, I'm just going to walk away now, and uh, I'll stand <laughs> behind the camera and let Chad just go. Yeah, um, those those are all such good questions. And uh, to be really honest all cards on the table. I mean, I, I find myself in certain moments in our society, you know, um, I'm sitting in front of my computer going, what should I put on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or whatever? Um, what does it mean for us to follow Jesus in this moment and in, in this, in this way? Um, I, I would let's just start with this, Robert. And I and you know we we say this at, at Sun Valley fairly regularly. It was a something that just popped out in a sermon one time when I was preaching. And there are a lot of things like that. And I kind of grab it in the air and put it in my pocket. And I'm like, I'm going to say that again a million times. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus doesn't take sides, right? He takes over, and everybody wants to separate the world constantly mm-hmm. into good guys and bad guys. Yep. Into the two types of people on every topic. Mm -hmm. It is just not that simple. Um, I mean, honestly, to go all the way there, if if you really want to get theological on it, we're all bad guys. Mm -hmm. Um, I I was talking to a a friend of mine, a person of color, when the uh, verdict came out um, um, over the the murder of George Floyd and all of that, and... um, so I, I reached out to my friend and I, I'm like, hey, give me some counsel here because I'm seeing people celebrate this. Um, and yet at the same time, I'm, I'm just sad about the whole thing. I'm sad that it happened. Mm-hmm. I'm sad that, um, you know, there, 
there's a whole group of people who have dealt with injustice for a, for a long time. And, and, and that's just true. Um, and, 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 and then we had this crystal clear picture, right. Of this moment that happened with this police officer and, and George Floyd. And, and that picture is so symbolic, uh, for a lot of people in a lot of ways. And so all this pain pours out, right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and yet at the same time, the whole thing's just ugly. And so I, I call my friend and I, I say, what do I, what do I do here? I'm, I'm glad that there's justice. At the old, but the ultimate reality is, right, God loves George Floyd and God loves this police officer. Uh-huh. And so uh, he's like, I don't think there's anything to, to celebrate. He said, I'm, I'm for justice. Uh-huh. He was like, but Chad, you're right. The whole, the whole thing's just sad. Um, and the bottom line is we all, we all need a savior. And, and, and yet in, in, our, in our modern world, right, if I say it, it's, it's good that justice is served and I'm going to pray for the soul of that police officer, right? As soon as I say it's good that justice is served, all of my friends who are cops go, what's the matter with you, dude? Mm-hmm. You know how hard it is to be a cop? You know, you, know, you know what I mean? And then if I don't say anything, all my friends who are black go, hey, what's the matter with you, dude, Right. Um, and the truth is the world is just broken, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all need a savior and, and we all need, we all need God's, God's grace. The other thing is to, to, to your, to your question, I'm talking a lot. Uh, perhaps this is a counseling session between <laughs> us. The other thing is, you know, um, as, as a lead pastor of a, of a larger church, Hey, you're going to comment about this. You got any comment about that? Well, the thing is something happens every day. Yeah. Um, there's so much brokenness and injustice in the world. And so I pray through when, when do I really need to address this particular, this particular thing? I, I think also one of the, one of the challenges just that I've observed, uh, especially more in recent history, maybe it's always been this way. Um, getting a good definition of reality is really hard to do. Um, e- even just understanding, okay, what, what are the facts of what's actually going on culturally in an incident and, and all of that? Well, well, used to, let me, let me, mm-hmm. Used to, there were two guys that reported the news. Yeah. You know, and you watch it on Channel 5 or Channel 8, and that's the end of it. Yeah. Now there's hundreds yep. all representing their tribe, yep. and you're trying to decipher reality. To yeah. your point, it's real hard to make a statement when you don't have reality yet. Yeah. And everybody's, you know, playing their game and selling their card. Yeah. So it's really difficult. Excuse yeah. me for interrupting. No, it's fine. Yeah. Recently, Chad's like, hey, what, what do you think things are with this or something uh, that was going on culturally? I'm like, well, let me go find out. And so I went to Fox News. I went to CNN. I went to Al Jazeera. I went to BBC. I went to all <laughs> these different news outlets. I remember that. I'm like, Robert, and go I, check it out and then come back and give me a report. And I just, I, I'm studying all of them and trying to find, is there any common denominators I can go? At least that's a, you know, a factual statement across the board. It's just really complicated now. And, and the, the stories that I hear on my newsfeed are going to be different than the stories you hear on your newsfeed. It's going to be different than, and depending on, you know, where you get your information from, it's really hard to have accurate information. And to quote a friend, you can have all the wisdom of Solomon and bad information and make a fool's decision. And that, yeah, that's exactly right. And, and let me just make it worse. Okay. So not only do we have all these media outlets, so when something bad happens, you're getting all these different angles on it. Um, just to go all the way there. When I say the word racism, that means different things to different generations. Mm-hmm. If I'm talk, so I, I'm a I'm a X generation person. Mm-hmm. All right, nobody talks about our generation. It's all either boomers and millennials. Nobody's giving me any attention. I'm not bitter. Sorry, buddy. But but if I talk about racism with a boomer, 
they automatically in their mind go through the time of civil rights, mm-hmm. uh, Jim Crow, all that kind of thing. If I talk to a millennial or the generation after that, a Gen Z, they automatically think of it in, in terms of it being systemic. Mm-hmm. And so even the language we're using has to be contextualized because people have different definitions and different paradigms based around the same word. And I know for some of you that that's not making sense. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to talk to a boomer about racism. And then I want you to talk to a Gen Z person about racism and look at the different ways they talk about it. They're talking about, a, you know, principally core, the same issue, but two very different realities. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so you add all of this different information from media outlets. You add all of these uh, different definitions of the same word and, and, and varying experiences. It's, it's just a little bit exhausting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's what's the answer to all of this? <laughs> Let's, we we can all sit here and go, man. Here's a problem. Here's a problem. Here's a challenge. Okay. What, what give a, give us some hope, Chad? So every I, I am going to give you the answer because as much as we've progressed in science, in technology, the world has gotten smaller. I can travel around the world, you know, mm-hmm. in, in easy We're fashion. More connected than we've ever been. We're more connected than we've ever been. And in other ways, we're more disconnected than we've ever been. We will never improve in the realm of morality. We, we, We haven't progressed. We will never progress any farther than the teachings of Jesus. So the answer in 2021 for what do we do with these moments of injustice? What is the cure uh, what is the cure for racial strife? What is the cure for poverty in the world? What is the cure for marriages? What is the cure for <laughs> all the things that are wrong in the world? Slavery, trafficking. The cure is found in the words of a penniless carpenter who lived 2,000 years ago whose name is Jesus. Mm-hmm. The answer is love your neighbor as yourself. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself, because all the law and all the prophets hang on those two commandments. Um, Here's the hard reality, right? What does it mean for me to to love George Floyd? What does it mean for me to love this police officer? And, And that is the tension that followers of Jesus live in, even with this big issue, mm-hmm. right? What does it mean for me to love a people group that definitely uh, feels the weight of injustice and, 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 and to love a group of people that have a very difficult job protecting and serving in the realm of law enforcement? What does it mean for me to love people that get it right and to love people that get it wrong? What does it mean for me to love my neighbor as, as myself? We were, we will never improve on that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the answer. I've got nothing better. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you know, Jesus doesn't take sides, right? He, he takes over. And, and, we, and, we need, and we need Jesus. Uh, so here we are 2,000 years later, more connected than we've ever been. And we've got the power of a rocket ship in our pocket, you know, on our phone. And we're not going to improve on Jesus's moral commandments. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's teaching us how life works. He's, he's teaching us the ways of 
the universe that he has created. And we can go against that grain and get splinters or we can go, okay, Jesus knows what he's talking about. And I'm going to actually fall in line with his teaching as, as guidance and, and the love your neighbor thing, just to expand that, that includes your Muslim neighbor, your Caucasian neighbor, your Asian neighbor, your Hispanic neighbor, your gay neighbor, your transgender neighbor, your heterosexual neighbor, your Democrat neighbor, your Republican neighbor. Oh, I mean, now you're just, getting crazy. I know. Even your liberal neighbor. Come on, let's just keep <laughs> going. Uh, all, all, all of your neighbors, uh, th- this is who he's applying this to, all human beings, anybody you ever lock eyes with in any situation, even the person who hates you, even the person who might, you know, from outside looking in, you might go, that's an enemy. Uh, Jesus says, yeah, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Uh, it's a totally different approach to, uh, to this thing. And, and to your point, Chad, you're, we're not going to improve on that. We're not going to one day wake up and go, ooh, I got it. It's something totally new, something totally different. If we elect this person, <laughs> if we pass this law, no, 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 no. Just love your neighbor as yourself. That'll fix it. Well, let's make it worse because Jesus said to all of his followers, right, a new command I give you. Talked about it a couple weeks ago. A, a new command I give you. Uh, love one another. And we're like, all right, I can do that. Mm-hmm. And then he says, as I have loved you. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's dope because Jesus loved me when I was wrong on every issue. Yep. And Jesus loved me when when I was an enemy of his. Yeah. Uh, and Jesus loved me um, when he didn't agree with anything yeah. that I thought or said or, or, or did. Uh, he just loved me. And while I was still a sinner, he died for me. And he, he, he loved me as he loved himself, right? I mean, he... And he defines for us, love one another in case, you know, well, I'll interpret it, my definition of love or my definition of one another. No, he qualifies. No, the way I loved you, that's the love I'm talking about. The, the same love I've demonstrated. And one another, it's everybody. He yeah. defines that. And he, you know, even when they try and corner him, well, who is my neighbor? You know, is it, is it my fellow Jew? Is it, you know, and, and they're questioning him. And then he gives the, uh, the good Samaritan example. And he, he basically says, no, it's everybody. I, I had a conversation with uh, an, an African-American man this morning, brilliant guy, um, sharp dresser too. He had like a bow tie on and a super cool hat. We're, we're out, um, I'll do a little free advertisement. We're out behind the, the coffee shop in Agritopia. Mm-hmm. We're sitting there having coffee and, and we're talking. And I asked him uh, about the verdict this past week. And, uh, I said, you know, I, I pastor this big church. I, you know, he's, he's in a reconciliation kind of ministry, um, studies all kinds of things, su- super smart guy. And he looks at me and he goes, well, Chad, the whole thing's sad. You know, <laughs> he said basically what I felt about it. And then he talked about the redemption that's available for this police officer. Mm-hmm. And so this black man who his whole ministry is reconciliation and following Jesus talks to me about the power of grace that is available for this man that killed George Floyd and how his life too can be redeemed. And I just looked at him and I said, brother, I just want to hug you right now. And, and it's not because I'm representing a side, but that's the reality of the grace of Jesus, that there is hope for everybody. And if we will love the way he loved us, yes, that's world changing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this just crossed my mind, so I'm going to share it. I read a quote from Gandhi this past week. And here's what Gandhi said. He said, I really like Jesus. He goes, but I don't like any of his followers. (laughs) He's like, so I can't become a Christian. I don't want to be like that. And I just thought, what are we doing? Mm -hmm. What are we doing? I mean, let's, the devil's a liar. Let's give the devil his due. Mm -hmm. He's very good at it. Mm -hmm. And he's got us focusing on all this other crap that has no solution or help for the world. And all the while for 2000 years, Jesus says, this is how it goes. Yeah. 
You do this, you're the light of the world. Yeah. You do this, you're the salt of the earth. Uh, you, you, you do this, uh, the world begins to change and be redeemed. And if, if Satan can't defeat us, he'll divide us and distract us. That you is think? his strategy. Yeah. And, and so understand, know your enemy, understand the ways of the enemy, and, and let's get focused. Let's get focused on loving people. Let's get focused on being unified in that uh, with all people, with all backgrounds and, and walks of life. Yeah. Um, and, and again, Jesus says, this is, this is going to be the mark that, that you're followers of me by the way that you love. That's, that's how people are going to go. That's a follower of Jesus. There's no other explanation. The way that they love, it's the way that Jesus loved the people that they loved. It's all people that, that is only described by they've been with Jesus. Well, one of these days, uh, racism, which is a horrible, horrific evil in the world, mm-hmm. So let's be clear about that. It's not a skin issue. It's a sin issue. And one of these days, uh, Robert, you and I, because I know that you know Jesus, we're going to be standing around the throne and we're going to be singing with people worshiping Jesus from every tribe, every tongue, and every nation. So what's the cure for racism? Well, it's the grace of Jesus. Mm -hmm. It's the way of Jesus. It's the hope of Jesus. It's the light of Jesus. It's it's, it's the love of Jesus flowing in us and through us because one day it will be solved. And it, and it won't be solved because of policy and it won't be solved because of power. It'll be solved because of the, per- I'm preaching now, because of the person of Jesus. That's just reality. And so for everybody listening to the podcast right now, especially if you go to Sun Valley Community Church, let me just be the lead pastor. Stop looking for the hope of the world in a political party or in a policy And let's be followers of Jesus and represent his kingdom. He is the hope of the world in every single issue. That always has been. That always will be. We will never improve on it. Mm. And and, and we're all picking sides and, you know, representing our tribe. God help us. Um, There just needs to be a whole lot of repentance in this realm, beginning with me. Mm. Uh, The way of Jesus is the answer to all moral issues on the planet. And it begins with love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a tough question. Okay. So when it comes to... Like you haven't given me one yet? Yeah, I've been just throwing you some softballs here. Let's, uh, <laughs> oh, gosh. let's really step it up. When there are injustices mm-hmm. in our culture, mm-hmm. in our society, um, and again, hard to define what's reality, what's actually going on, but but when there are injustices, what is the role of the church. How, how do we engage? How, how do we interact? What is, what is our responsibility? And when I say the church, I'm not talking about Chad Moore as lead pastor at yeah, Sun Valley yeah. Community Church. I'm talking about all of us who say, no, I'm a disciple. I'm a follower of Jesus. What is our role? What's our responsibility? Well, we speak out against injustice. Uh, if, if there is systemic injustice, we get involved to change it. Um, there are varying examples of this in, in, in history, uh, but, but we, we engage the culture. Um, if something's wrong, we, we say that it's wrong. Um, if, if something needs to change, then we get involved in, in changing it. Uh, I'll give one example. Um, so the abolition of, of slavery. There's a man named William Wilberforce who was a wealthy man. He had power and influence, and he was a follower of Jesus, and he was a fully committed follower of Jesus, and he wanted to abolish slavery. If you've never seen the movie Amazing Grace, watch it. Uh, he was actually friends with John Newton, who was the guy who wrote Amazing Grace. Um, but but you just see how he lived out his faith in the middle of wanting to get rid of this very unjust thing called called slavery. And then eventually that rippled out 
uh, to America and, and, and to the world. Um, one of the things that all of us can do, because some of us right now are going, all right, I'm going to go all the way here. Some of us right now, you're going, there's not any injustice. Slavery was this long ago. Uh, Barack Obama was president. Um, you know, uh, Vice President Harris is in office. And, and you're thinking, you know, all, all, all of that's over. Um, if that's you, here's what you need to do to love your neighbor as yourself. It's hard to love somebody you don't know. And so you need to make a friend that doesn't look like you. You, you need to make a friend that possibly feels some of this in ways that you're incapable of feeling, and you need to listen to them. Mm-hmm. So one of the ways we can deal with injustice and love our neighbor as ourselves is to reach across the aisle and befriend people who are different than us. We can also engage ourselves in policies and vote certain ways and, and pray hard and, and ask the Holy Spirit to give us wisdom and engage things that, that are wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm just saying at the end of the day, represent Jesus. Yeah. Um, you know, the church is notorious for not dealing with the truth. You know, the, the whole Me Too movement and all the abuses in the church that have come out. My goodness. Um, to that, I would say there's a difference between sexual immorality and sexual criminality. Mm-hmm. Everybody has sinned, but some people need to go to jail. That's right. So, so all, all that's part of society and redemption is available for everyone. But injustice has to be dealt with. Um, I love our—your your brother was on the podcast a few weeks ago. I, I love our police officers. He's a lieutenant on the police department. But, man, what a hard job, uh-huh. you know? And, and my heart breaks for some of our cops. I've got a friend who's a, who's a person of color, and he's a cop. He's like, I don't, I, don't, I don't have a home anymore. And I'm just like, let me hug you, man, I'm, you know? Uh-huh. Um, the world's just broken, and we can do better. And the best I got is if you're a Jesus follower, love your neighbor as yourself, and let's put our hope in Jesus. Let's deal with injustice. Let's speak out against things. If we're not sure, let's, let's pray and, 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 and figure it out. Let's listen to people who are different than us. Um, and one day, uh, Jesus will resolve it. Mm-hmm. And he'll do that with strength and Bigger, right? He comes back as a warrior. He'll wipe out all evil for all time. Um, and until then, we'll do we'll do the best we can. But I, I I can never improve on love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah, you know, which is which is where we started. No, no. Did you have a thought you wanted to add to that? So it's a big thing, and I, I don't a have huge answers. Thing. And it's it, other than that one. No, and it's a good. I, I love that Jesus gave us these very simple statements. They're really complex and difficult to live out, but it, it encompasses everything and, and loving people and um, statements like that. I, I think for us as followers of Jesus, the more time we can spend with Jesus, the more we can understand what he taught and what he modeled, uh, the easier it is going to be for us to apply what he taught, what he modeled in, in whatever context we're in, whatever areas of influence we're in, uh, proximity to Jesus over a long period of time will change us. It'll change the way we see people. It'll change the way we talk to people. It'll change the way we serve and love people in a really good way. Um, and so, yeah, even though there might be complex situations and I don't know exactly what to do in this time, uh, the, the more time you spend with Jesus, I think the more that comes into focus for us. Yeah. You know, even just thinking about the, the verdict and all this this past week. So God's been speaking to me about, hey, um, we need to do some ministry uh, with prisons. Mm-hmm. And so more to come on that in our church. I'm praying through and kind of vetting some things. 
Uh, but frankly, some people need to go to prison. Mm-hmm. And Jesus tells us to love the prisoners. That's right. So, you know, it's always this tension of, yes, justice. Yes, we've got to manage things in society. Yes, God puts authority in place. And do people abuse that authority? Sometimes, yes, and they need to be punished. I mean, there's all of those tensions. But love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus says, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and prophets hang on those two commandments. That's right. We get those right. We get it all right. So if you're a Jesus follower, let's live that out. Yeah. And we're all learning how to do that. And we'll help each other. Yeah. Well, let's pray today. Yeah. As we end the podcast. I was going to say, figuring out how to end this one, I think ending with prayer is a good idea. Yeah. Why don't you pray for us, Rob? Thank you. Father, thank you for your grace uh, in our lives. God, thanks that that your grace is available uh, to all of us. Um, Even as we're we're talking about these things, I know that there's so many nerves um, that that get uh, hit in the midst of this conversation. Uh, All of us are carrying different things. Would you help us to be known for our grace one for another? Um, And would it begin with receiving the grace that that you offer to us? Um, God, we're in a society that... Uh, there, there's so many varying opinions and so many different topics to divide over. Uh, God, would you help us to uh, to have a perspective um, that comes from you? Would you help us to see where, where there's opportunity for us to love, where there's opportunity for us to demonstrate and represent your grace? And would you give us the courage uh, to take action? Help us to be people who listen, people who love. Uh, for those who have influence and, and voices in different arenas, would you help us to leverage that? Um, in in ways that are honoring to you and and represent what you would do if you were in our shoes. And uh, so, Holy Spirit, would you guide us? Would you lead us? Um, Would you help us not to be prideful, but to be humble and gracious and and to love people well? We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Loving God, Loving People podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this conversation, we'd love it if you rated the podcast and left us a review. Also, sharing this with a friend is a great way to help more people meet, know, and follow Jesus. And lastly, you are always welcome to join us online for one of our services every week at live.sv.cc or go to locations.sv.cc to join us in person at one of our physical locations. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.